Hello and welcome to DGMCloud.com podcast at number 157, I think uh, is the number we're on. The um the uh app is uh one fifty seven I think. You think? Well, I went and mislabeled the file name for the last one one fifty one, even though it was one fifty six. I think we correctly identified it on air as one fifty six. Oh well, at least we're correct on air. That's yeah. what really matters. <laughs> well, well, well. We're still warming up, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was, um, I did play a little clip there where, um, at the beginning, where um, it, it, it's not that distinct, but um, okay. I, I don't know if you heard on the news about the woman that sent tens of thousands of text messages. To whom? Um, I'm not. Uh, okay, so there was a guy that she went on a few dates with, according to her, and. Uh, Jeez. A few dates, like what is that? Three? Yeah, and I guess okay. I guess like okay, so there's this prison press conference that I was watching. So I got this information I'm giving you from like, watching a prison press conference. I like to know that you watch prison press conferences. That's good to know. Does it sound like a logical thing to do? Yes. So, um, she's, it's, I, okay, I, um, she said that she found, met him on some, This like, says one date, one date. Well, but again. she said three, and she said she met him on some, uh, well, that's some, a lie. uh, app. I don't know, um, she's and, crying. uh, I'm not sure, like, I want to show you the Okay, so, um. She, she sent him about... They say about 65,000 texts. And then I guess some other stuff happened, too. Then Anderson Cooper had to pop up. Yeah, well, Side note, unfortunately. To marketers on the internet, we all still hate pop-ups. We hated them 10 years ago in 2008. Do you still hate me? We still hate you, pop-ups. Now you take over the whole goddamn screen. The X's are invisible. You can't even see them. They move. They're in different corners. They're in the middle. They're behind the the eye of the graphic. Stop with the pop-ups. If we like your shit, we'll sign it for your fucking email. Yeah, or or we'll maybe follow the link to okay, your SoundCloud. Now back to back to the fun stuff. Um, I On think. CNN. I, uh, that's you're referencing when uh, they talk about it in The Simpsons. Yes. Um, here, like uh, The Simpsons are awesome, and fair everybody enough. should watch at least seasons one through. Uh yeah, I'd say you could say eight. You could say ten. Yeah, yeah and, and then. Disagree. Let us know. Where's the um? There's not a clear cutoff, right? Like you'll find the, some of them will get annoying in the. 10 or 11 range and then someone will be a little better and then it goes into the kind of uh the fallow period of the next you know eight to ten years and then uh i don't know i actually don't have a very good handle on what the show is right now you know what i mean like it's it's been a while and uh is it the longest running animated show in history 
You know, I probably of of major shows because I think it superseded all those Hanna Barbera and, and uh, all their ones. Although, if you think about how long did the Looney Tunes kind of shows run for in mm. some version or, you know, Mickey stuff, they probably are still like, making. I think around, I saw, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of a continuous like, modern series, uh, like a, sh- a cartoon sitcom, but it was sort of a pioneer in that genre, right? Looney you know? Tunes though was always the beginning of like movies right like like they do like a little like that was like the funnies of the movies they do like a little you're probably comedy. right i mean it was warner brothers and they probably used it very heavily for that purpose um you know i'm not you're probably more of a like a you know uh a film uh, and theater historian than, than i am uh i, I, I i'm not sure in tinsel town my life was glamorous that's okay <laughs> um so let's see uh we need to scroll down some of these Raw uh video oh she's in her orange already oh she's totally in the jumpsuit oh she's crazy she's uh, see so so there's she's this mentally ill people i look up jesus he was 33 when he came oh she's in numerology really heavily Yeah, she's kind of, it's a lot of work to, to say all this stuff. Or... I appreciate it. Why would you accept that? Because I love him and he should know better. He's the light, I'm the love. He knows what to do. I follow the rules. If you were released today, would you leave him alone? Yeah. He asked me to, yeah. But he has asked you to. <laughs> Hello. Um, I, you know, I can go back home and spread the message there. I mean, the other thing that, that I remember her saying is that they would ask her questions about things she had done, and she would be very evasive. Like, I don't want to talk about that. Like, she kept, she said, and she kept saying she didn't like people's energy when they asked her things she didn't like. And then also they do these close-ups of her, of her ankle bracelets on her prison, uh, you know, outfit on her legs. You guys think that's weird, so why would I want to talk about things that you guys don't No, we're just trying to understand. How she's breathing and moving, like, it's oh. like... 
I follow him wherever he goes. Breathing, you hear it? Can you it seems labored. It seems like it, whatever she's doing is tiring, but that's why I wonder yeah, if there's an element of performance a, to it. I feel like it's a demon that's trying to talk through her. I'm not some schmo here. I mean, he's the one of all life. This cameraman, yeah, they're definitely focusing on the, the ankle chains, so they have some, they have some inordinate interest in that. Um, <laughs> Uh, but uh, we we have Six more stuff. Six right? I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> we've oh, got um, chain links. Yeah, let's see. Oh, wait, there is but, a um, story pinned up here that had my interest. Okay. The marshmallows. Okay, the headline: Why rich kids are so good at the marshmallow test. Good. <laughs> so first of all, this rich kid phenomena. Been around for a while. Rich kids of Instagram, rich kids of some other city. You know. I think is probably a poor headline though. I think the under headline is probably the factual one. It says affluence, not willpower, seems to be what's behind some kids' capacity to delay gratification. Atlantic, June first, twenty eighteen. So basically, what they're saying is that the things that we think are should be selectors of meritocracy in society are actually already rigged in favor of the rich and i mean right i i the atlantic isn't even the kind of like publication that would be the first to point something like that out i would but you know what i mean i think that's a but but i think it sounds logical so i was hoping for photos of rich kids stuffing their faces with marshmallows Oh God, no! <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what the article is. So. No, I, I mean, I, I need to like wah wah. Where's that on the Oh, screen? this what do, do they call it? The sad trombone or whatever. That's, that's an old school effect. But I do. You know what? I think we could search the Apple Loops and and find it. I don't think you can really drop Apple Loops in in real time. They've made them like accessible here again. But see, I don't. And also, Let's remember, I used to it. have a bunch of the Apple Loops. I wonder if I could re-download them or if that's out of date. Like, see, they only have so many of the... And look, these aren't even... These I'll are... take a flute or a Hall of Fame synth or a Got Game. <laughs> Here, um, we'll drop this in. Right. So, this should be happening. I, it doesn't look like... I mean, I don't know if we can do it while the thing's moving mm -hmm. like this. Um... Keep your hands inside the ride. Do not add sound effects no, while you're No, are no real time dropping in in well, this version of GarageBand. Hello, it, it does look different, right? Creators. We're using GarageBand 10 now, and and the last time we'd been using, you know, seven or something like that. Like there was that version we used. Yeah, you know, it hasn't changed much, but there's there's a few kind of little UI changes. Um, yeah, but we can drop Apple Loops in later, I guess. But in terms of, you know, live soundboards, I'll have to rely on this. Although I do have a Star Wars soundboard that I found in the Star Wars app. That was a pretty good. Um, because, uh, mm. yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's one of those things. Like, it looked like it had a lot of... It was better than any Star Wars soundboards I found online. Oh, this is just the stupid startup sound. There we go. Um, here we go. Don't worry. The rest of the soundboard is awesome. <laughs> but also... Startup sounds? No. No, thank you. Well. Right up there with pop up ads. They should fucking go on a double date together. 
Well, websites. There was a brief fad where people realized they could do startup sounds and graphics on websites, and they started doing it, which was terrible. There's another thing on your pin board. Oh, no, this is pocket. Never mind. Yeah, well, I have pin board open the other tab if you want that one. Well, but this... Come on. Okay, this is another headline. This is going to be a quick retort comment. Mm. The headline is, Georgia kidnapped this boy because his parents used marijuana to stop his seizures. How rude. Fuck you, Georgia. <laughs> Next story. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. Um, told you it would be short and sweet. So, uh, let's see. We got, um, we got this story. I, I'm always fascinated with, uh, police, uh, policing in Chicago. This is, uh, Shadow Proof, the blog. Um, actually, this is the successor blog to the old Fire Dog Lake, if you're into 2000s liberal blogs. Anyway, Chicago City Council members lash out at young black activists opposed to Cop Academy. It's one of those that I haven't even really, I'm not even sure, but this just sounds like pretty good. Uh, multiple elected representatives of the Chicago City Council attacked the No Cop Academy Coalition on May 25th before they voted for a fundraising measure for a $95 million police training complex. The No Cop Academy Coalition, which is led by young black activists, convinced two aldermen uh, to defer and postpone a vote on the measure May uh, 23rd. An antagonized Mayor Rahm Emanuel took the extraordinary step of having city council members return for a vote before Memorial Week Day weekend to push through the measure instead of waiting until the next schedule, regularly scheduled meeting. I mean, what a fucking dick move! The the the, the Rahm Emanuel is so It's the first so nice bad. holiday in Chicago. We all know it. Yeah, you're ho you hoping to have the first nice boards. weekend of weather. <laughs> Yeah. And then you want to do this kind of shit. I mean, I mean, it, it's one of these things that like what do they need to do? They have to they have to spend 95 million dollars on uh yeah. on like building like a train academy so they can have more crooked cops. Yeah. Like, First of all, we're getting a really good deal on this uh, construction of uh, 95 million dollars. <laughs> it's my brother's construction company. Yeah. You look like a woman who enjoys the finer things. <laughs> I do. I do. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of how it goes, right? That city? That's, yes. It's kind of what people expect, I guess. Yeah. Um... Now, uh, um... I think what, what flabbergasts people is to the degree of which the corruption runs or is. Yeah, but people from outside, because people there, and it's such a big city that it has its own kind of gravity, right? That people there are really don't, un uh, kind of are surprised that it isn't more like that other places. They over, people overly, people tend to do that, right? They overly assume, they overgeneralize their own surroundings. Right, the the world's a very diverse place. Um, you know, uh, your uh, your website is kind of what people call like Jamstack, right? So we launched a new version of your website recently, yes. JessMcKeown.com, and uh, it's uh, a very um, it's it's a very Jamstack site because it has static, you know, it has it has a photo, it has some 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 text, some info. And then it also has a scheduler, and you're using Acuity, right? So you yeah. sign up with them, 
and uh, they allow you to, you can just go to their page and like sign up with their schedule, but you can also get an iframe embed code, right? I mean, and we yeah. put that in your site. Yeah, it's great. And I, it's nice because I can make changes online and then it would update right on the website, which I liked. Um, and it was pretty easy to do, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's that kind of thing where you, you just embed the iframe so it isn't even too much in terms of uh, of um, you, you consuming an API or anything. You really just got to, you know, embed the, the iframe tag that they give you. But um, it's kind of an example, like, in my in my uh, my website, danmikion.info, uh, is, is also, I guess, like, uh, what I would call it, a Jamstack, a JavaScript, um, and... Uh, um, APIs and markup and uh, like so I have uh, APIs that I use to pull in crypto data on the uh, file 5 widget page I you know I use like uh, browser APIs for like the slash notepad page and uh, actually I have a page that I haven't linked to um, but I have um, I have this um, command line interface that I've been working on um, that's I mean, all it really has is a is an interface to fetch and a few things like that. But it's uh, it's at danmckeown.info slash cli. So like, um, what is that? The uh, robot. Oh yeah, because we're, this I'm exactly because that's it cute. will yeah it's kind of very cool. different. It's very different because that's the, I think the, the version one. that's on Opera for Windows because yeah on on Chrome for OS ten we're gonna for Windows see right now? this. Yeah, that computer's running that browser. Whereas here, this is what it looks like in um, uh, Chrome on um, on Mac on the left there. So it's a, a very different emoji. You're right. So it's the robot, you know, because it's the content bot CLI is the name. So it has the little robot prompt, and it really does look different. But then again, right, everything it still about comes this site looks as different. Robot. It still yeah. reads as robot. Yeah. It's a much more detailed robot. Exactly, and I think it works. And it's more reflective like of the platform. That's a modern robot, and that's an uh -huh. old school, like you know, Jetsony robot. And don't you think it kind of reflects the the design, the current design aesthetic, where actually Apple is a more classical um, kind of uh, retro design aesthetic, yeah. and Windows, although it's not perfect, it's a fairly straightforward, modern, very square you know, um, design aesthetic that has, you know, this, uh, and flat, right? It's square and flat and it, and, and the color tone, I think, you know, so it's like, it kind of works for the platform, right? Like each of them, even though they're actually kind of different, but then the thing you can do is you can type in the commands. Like if you type in help, then it, it shows a list of things. But the interesting stuff is CPM help. If you type that in, cause that has the, uh, the, the CPM commands. Well, what it'll do is it'll look stuff up on the internet for you. So if you That's type in, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay, Robot, I guess. It, it's, oh, it's just okay. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'll, I'll go with nice. I like that. I, if, if you say CPM um, and then CGET, it'll go and get a website. So in this case, I'm going to go to a website that I have for one of my projects, rotor.pacificio.com. Uh, it has to have, uh, it has to be uh, cores capable um, if you do uh, API calls, you find what that means now. That it, here now, what we're looking at is the source code for that website. When I type that in, so if I if I, if I type in, um, that you know the CPM, uh, CGET, and uh, 
HTTP, you know, colon slash slash rotor.pacificio.com, I get the source code that is uh, served from that page. So um, uh, CGET basically is uh, designed to get the, 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 the stuff from a web page. And then there's a thing called Coral, which actually is designed to the same thing, but for APIs. So um, if I have it running here, like for example, my, uh, my photos API that I have um, is something that, that will go and serve a list of photos that I have from around the web. And I use it to show those photos that are in my, uh, my, my start page. Uh, and so that is a, a local API. So what I can do is I can actually go to the damakeum.info slash CLI and then type in uh, CPM coral and then the uh, the local host that I'm that I'm, uh, I have it on. So so for example, if you were if you were on um, if you're listening and and trying to play along at home, say go to something like JSON placeholder. Uh, it's jsonplaceholder.typeicode.com or something. You can look it up there uh, online, and they have a nice like uh, sample API that you can use, and you can do very similar stuff with. But here I'm going to my localhost 3001 slash images, and I'm going to take that and I'm going to type in. Uh, CPM coral and then that URL and what's going to do is it's going to return this JSON uh, array of uh, objects and these objects are information including the uh, link to uh, a series of 51 different photos that I have so it's like a nice scrape yeah, yeah, that really what it, it it'll do is it'll go it'll go and uh, and scrape up whatever data you can get on the web, and you have to go to an API that you're able to receive the data from. In this case, this is a local one. Or if you need to, uh, the the cool thing is if you need to authenticate. Let's say we type that in, but we need to authenticate. We can pass an additional thing here. I'm just going to pass it empty, but you can pass an object and see we got the same return. But that object is a configuration object. Because if you've used the, uh, the, the, the relatively new fetch API on the web, what I'm doing is, is I just have a little interface to the fetch API. So it has, you can pass it the same kind of configuration object you can pass the, the fetch API. So that might be something that, that if, you're, if you're learning about fetch, you can, you can like, kind of like uh, learn about. But it's, uh, anyway, it, it has all those capabilities. So if you need to pass it an API key to authenticate, then you can do that. You can just pass it in the object. Um, after after the the URL, so uh, there's a few other little features, but those that's the main one is sort of like that um, uh, to do that and uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess you can go and check it out on the web, uh, but also you got to check out Jessica's site if you're in the Seattle area. Yeah, I have um, a beautiful website designed by my husband, and it's responsive. And it's going to have a lot more. We're working on some really cool animation. So I'm excited to add that. Right. And I think what's fun is that I kind of want to update the background photo with the season. Oh, that's a great you know? idea. And like, But then because I'm keeping the design so simple, then I can just like change a photo and change a background color and then you know kind of keep that same kind of simple but seasonal element because it's just 
it's kind of fun to be able to change it, those elements, and and change the photos that go with it. You know, I think when a lot of people do websites, they spend a lot of money and they get their photos and they're like, okay, this is it, you know, and it's like, they're like, this is going to last me for five years. And I think people should just really start thinking of them as like almost like living, breathing blocks of your business and a reflection of who you are and let it be a lot more nimble. Let your design, let you be, <clears throat> be able to change some, some colors um, with a couple of keystrokes. I know? think you're right. And I think it's an underrated business skill to learn web technologies. Now, that's my angle, right? I think that's a classic carpenter everything everything is a nail kind of situation with me right because i'm a web developer and 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 so i'm gonna see these technologies as something you can use for a lot of things but what i mean is like what you're saying is that even if you work with a professional designer and developer to get your site up and running try maybe you know you can probably either as part of what you're paying for or maybe an additional hourly rate get like some some coaching or some tutoring from them and then you get the idea of like how would they approach evolving the site i mean maybe you like sending giving them a handful of money per month and they can make an update or two and we do that sometimes for clients but also there's the possibility of of learning a little bit you know of the uh, of the design principles that your designer used in order to be able to evolve your site a little bit if they're not available now i mean you know because sometimes they're so busy you might have to wait a while and you can you know they're, they they'd be okay with you just taking a stab at yourself but you have to learn you know you have to take that time to probably learn their their design thinking when they went into it like i'm i'm someone that uses a lot of the latest uh, css technologies so you'll find css uh uh, um, uh, variables and and uh, and uh, CSS grid and a lot of stuff like that in my code, but you know some people are using are going to be using floats and stuff. So you gotta like you know you probably like learn what they're doing and uh, and be able to evolve it, right? Because it's like it's like you said, it is a living thing, and and we've seen so many people where their website gets behind, and it seems to become a strategic drag on your business. It can't be helping. Yeah, like everyone should be looking at HTTPS, okay? I've seen a lot yes. of sites starting to just yep. get flagged by Google. It it's always says it's not secure yeah. and stuff. And people are like, oh, I don't want to go there. People you get know? leery of your site right away for no real great fault. Granted, if you just have a site that just has a little bit of info by your site and doesn't have any form where people put secure info yeah. or anything, there's really nothing inherently wrong with using HTTP, but the web is really just moving on. And I mean, how many security emails have you gotten? How many double check passwords do you have where you get texted and emailed and smoke signaled? And a, sometimes we get a pigeon that drops off a code yeah. that we have to type in we have to be within very, four seconds. And you have to be very <laughs> careful about sophisticated phishing attempts on the flip side of that. Yeah. Because, because yes, for all the multi-factor authentication, there's also people that are crafting specific emails to try to get control of different accounts and stuff. So, yeah, the, the, definitely a lot of things that go into that. Your web developer can probably help you with that. So, so yeah, so check our sites yeah, for, for all that stuff a, we got. a Windows machine. Yeah, it's going to look different on a Windows computer, right? And But, like, just the color um, band on that machine is so different than on my MacBook Pro that it's, like, it's very – it's just a totally different experience. But, again, right, when you're developing for clients, right – Having Windows, whether you're doing an emulation or, you know, on the metal like this, it's 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 useful, right? Because it's a major platform. If you expect a significant amount of desktop users, there's a chance that there'll be a significant percentage of them running, running Windows, right? So it's still a big percentage, although it's certainly not what it used to be 10, 15 years ago where it dominated the lab. But, 
but you can't ignore the percentage. One one nice thing is that more and more people are using Edge at least, or Chrome often, or 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 other browsers on Windows, which is great. But but like very few people are using IE. It's getting somewhere below one to three percent. I mean, it hasn't been updated since twenty thirteen. But you know, there's certain sites that'll force you to use it, and you've probably used some bad terminal computers probably in the last year or two that still use IE. You know, you yeah. drop by a random bank or something and they have one of those terrible lockdown computers. They think it's secure because it has all that bad, you know, crapware locking it down. But what that's doing is it's forcing it to use this like hilariously outdated browser. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's really interesting. Like the browsers have kind of more and more are coming back in with new renditions and new versions and new updates. And it's a... It's amazing what you can do in browsers now. It's, you can practically live in them. You yeah, know? and don't I would I agree absolutely. Don't ignore some of the changes. Like Firefox has gotten very competitive and relatively fast. Like I don't have Firefox running in either computer right now, but I have it installed in both these machines and I use it um, reasonably frequently. Like it's they've done a lot of changes under the hood to their code that have made it a, a lot faster and a lot more secure than it was before. Remember, it was falling behind Chrome and Safari and others in speed and stuff like that. And now, I would say it's pretty competitive. So I there's a lot of evolution that's happened. All I used was Firefox. It was so great when, when it was the new thing, when people, so many people were using Windows, and it was the only really well-known viable alternative. Google, right? Well, Chrome, out. oh, yes. Yeah. Chrome came out, I want to say 2007 is when it first came out. So it was relatively late on the scene. You know, if you think about it, I mean, that was really, that was only 11 years ago now. Chrome came out in 2007? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and, uh, and, and it was like Safari was around before that, I know. But Safari, if you remember, they was also a Safari for Windows. So Safari was, I don't want, I don't know if, it, I would say a more ambitious project or something, but I mean, at the time, right? Like, they had a Windows, um, version now chrome released a windows version and maybe that took a lot of the market and at the time they used very similar code to for their rendering and, and they've since split apart a bit but like you know those two browsers were both webkit browsers right in their time now now chrome uses blink or something but they had a rendering engine in common and now actually uh opera uses uh chrome's rendering engine i think um but uh it's it, it does have some interface differences and stuff so i don't yeah. know I mean, like, I don't know if the, the usage rate's a little higher in Seattle because it's Norwegian, you know, but it's plausible. In ba <laughs> do you think in Ballard that there are a lot of people using uh, Opera? Maybe. You know, um, the, there's, they have a new Ballard museum. We should go check it out. A new Ballard? Is it a Nordic museum yeah, or a Ballard museum? the Nordic museum. It's been redone. Okay. Probably a heavily donated effort. Um... But it's supposed to be pretty nice. So I think that'd be fun. We could go check that out. Some local culture in Ballard, Seattle. It's like a little... It tried to secede from Seattle, I heard. I don't know if, it, if that's true or not. But I find that funny. Cities like often have stories about... that like the... to secede. Like, I just think that... I don't know. Is that... Do other... Countries and cultures have that. It might be it might be a re relatively American thing, but it's also happened in many other countries. Like South Sudan just split off from the rest <laughs> of Sudan a few years ago. I like I like I just like I like so bad. I remember learning in history about a couple of those like little pop ups here and there, and I'm like, do it, do it, Texas, do it. Be your own country. Let's see if you can do it. Like I just think that just would be so funny. I want to see someone succeed. 
Who wants okay. to secede? I know. Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, what do you? Then, who, what are they going to secede like, from? Well, but they would. You mean from a city? Well, California is a city. Every city has mythologies about different parts of it formerly being different cities. Like, for example, um, I remember hearing in Cleveland. I, that. I remember people said that Ohio <laughs> City used that. to be different than than Cleveland, and that's why it was it was a it was Ohio City. And then they had kind of a fight with Cleveland over who got to be the poor. You're wrong. Oh, I didn't know it was gonna be wrong. I thought it's gonna be like wrong, like that's wrong. I, I don't. Well, that's just something that someone told me in a basement when I was drinking. That's okay. <laughs> Is that good? Am I getting good at this? I'm gonna run the soundboard for the next session. All right. After this commercial break. Okay. I um, was, you know, flying out to Las Vegas uh, a week or two ago, and they have, like, people that play music at the um, terminal uh, at SeaTac, and they had, uh, this was the person that was playing, Whitney Lyons. It was, it was pretty good. Who was that? I don't know. Hello. It was the robot. So anyway. Yeah. Strange. So that was Whitney, and she is from Seattle. I think she is a local musician. Uh, Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was. Um, I think she was playing the piano when it was there. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's not easy to. To play like an instrument at live at a place where it's not even like people are doing other stuff too. But she had a pretty, uh, yeah, she had a pretty commanding kind of stage presence for someone like, again, you know, not on any kind of special stage at an airport, you know, yeah. like it was, it was pretty impressive. She was like, she was kind of holding the room pretty well, you know, like it was a, anyway, yeah, he had a good voice, you know. And she was like sanctioned by the airport, I'm assuming it's sort of like a bring Pike Place market to the. Airport I think that's by. what it was. It was one of those types of things. They try to make it kind of the airport a little bit reflect like the city, and it is a big music culture city and stuff. So, yeah. they, you know, I mean, it's not all Although bad. They were just ripping on their music scene as of late. I okay. What are people saying? Weren't we just saying like oh oh because well oh yeah Seattle. no you're right and and um after the famous grunge wave you know of the nineties. There's this really long and complicated story about how the way that they sanctioned rock shows leaned toward holding them in churches, which slanted the rock scene post Nirvana and Alice in Chains or whatever uh, toward a kind of uh, Christian rock tilt mm-hmm. in Seattle, you know? And then you have like this, these kind of like was, you know, these, these different kinds of bands that have come out of Seattle since then, right? Like, um, so, uh, I mean, the the one thing that I think that we covered last time and uh, we don't need to cover again is Candlebox, right? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I think that you can refer to previous Yeah, episodes. episode 156, which yes. we recorded 
previously. <laughs> um, well, thank you for joining me um, for this episode 157, uh, recorded on June 2nd, 2018, uh, with me, Dan McKeown, and What's your real uh, name? with you, Jessica McKeown. <laughs> That's all, folks. This this can't be like some rogue group operating, you know, some shadow thing, and and and, and nobody knows about it. Don't be. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't like you either.